Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 442 Podcast. I'm Azair Mathani, and as always, I'm joined by the wonderful Tommy Sondi. That's me. And the stupefying Tony O. Morning, boys. I'm not sure what I've done to, um, to stupefy anyone. Is it? Uh, your very existence is yeah. uh, just stunning. Okay. Um, I'll take that, I think. It's one of your better ones for me. But uh, Honestly, I think I'm just tired from the time change. Yeah, or you're just running out of words. <laughs> it's one of the two, but um, yeah, it's not great, is it? I'm exhausted this morning. Um, yeah, I hate this time of year. But You hate this time of year? Well, Man, I love this time of year. Winter's no, going to come to an end. You get more daylight end of the day. Days feel longer. Yeah, Come on, I man, lose, that's the best. Oh, what, you, sleep, what you man. mean? What you mean? Winter's coming to an end. No one's told the weather outside that. I don't even want to look out the window, and I'm now getting scared. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but um, it's fucking cold today, man. <laughs> I don't even want to step outside now. I just assume it's cold till June. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it's that's proper good. for Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen the forecast. It's not great. Um, snow. Fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, happy spring, everyone. Um, and speaking of cold, Liverpool. All those all those Liverpool fans were texting me last week. What happened? Stop replying. What happened? Bournemouth won. Liverpool nil. They're back, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... Yeah, we got a lot of complaints last week about us going easy on you, which, in fairness, we did lose a whole recording in the morning where we went yeah, into morning. Yeah, that's, that's, what do you mean go that's easy on me? I was yeah. fucking miserable. <laughs> well, you were miserable without us anyway. Um, yeah, I think because you were miserable, I didn't want to, or we didn't want to rub it in twice, which, yeah. you know, maybe that was... Yeah, but you did generous. rub it in twice. We did, yeah, we definitely mm. did. Yeah, um, it was yeah, it was felt good. It felt good, but I'm totally on board of this. Uh, you know, here we are thinking Liverpool. They're Steve. They're on the train to the top four. They're looking really good form, and then you beat United seven nil. Then you go to Bournemouth and you lose one nil, and you miss a penalty, and like you you get overrun in midfield. Uh, Describing what? that penalty that Salah took as a miss is uh, very generous to Mo Salah because yeah. that was something else. Commentator didn't know what to say. Because <laughs> <It's like, laughs> he, he was prepared for uh, Salah scoring. Uh, when he saw the keeper go the wrong way, he was like, oh, it's oh, <laughs> it's just you know, <laughs> still rising. Um, yeah, it's very unlike him. He's, he's um, you know, they're just... To be fair, I... I think it was a penalty, but uh, it's, you know, it's unfortunate the way it was conceded. It's a, yeah, it's like it's one of those where it's like I don't know how he's supposed to get his arm out the way. I forget who the defender was Adam Smith. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he's supposed to get his arm out of the way um, because uh, Jota's so close to him when he heads it, but his arm is pretty high up, and the ball is probably going on target for a shot. So, no, I have no, no complaints about that being given as a penalty. I just do feel bad for the defender in that scenario. Well, got away with it. Um, Liverpool, generally... Ball don't um, lie. Uh, back to being rubbish. Um, 
they're, I mean, you look at their lineup, Bajetic, by by all means, oh, we've heard he's got potential. Sure, great. Harvey Elliott, God's potential, yeah. Um, that's not the kind of midfield you want to be playing your, you know, you want to be using in, in the running if you're chasing Champions League football. Um, I think all their players might have collectively used up their good games against us. Fair enough. Henderson was on the bench for this one. Uh, it's kind of it for I mean, Arthur Mello is on the bench. He's still there. No wow. way. He is there. <laughs> wow. That's yeah, wild. He's still there. Um, didn't get on the you pitch. Know, you don't have to ask, like, do you think Van Dyke's ever going to get back to his, uh, like, you know, top form that he was before his, like, bad injury? Do you think he's ever going to get back there? Because he looked no, awful no, this not. game. Awful. Of course not. You can't expect him to get back at this point. Like, I think he will be... He almost looked like he gave up on that. Like, he just on accepted. Goal, right? Yeah, it looked like he just he, accepted. He stopped being running. Beaten. Yeah, it was a weird one. Um, and no one tracked Billing, who's. He's been, uh, he's been watching Trent for too long. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, you know, I was going to, I was going to compare him to is um, Eric Carlson uh, from the NHL. You see how he used to be like an absolute oh, dominant, yeah. and then you oh, see him, yeah. he's so slow now, yeah. But to be fair, Eric Carlson's having a um, renaissance season this year. He is. He is. He's having good points. But um, Liverpool, on the other hand, we're 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 leaving Tony out. By yeah, out. sorry, Tony. We'll, sorry, we'll, that was we'll a little side chat. Yeah. Later. yeah just grab, <laughs> grab a drink of water. Um, appreciate the break, lads. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah, I think. Look, I still think Van Dijk's the best center back in the league. Uh, I just think he's not. At that level where he, you could leave him on an island like he was before his injury, and you just deal with it. I think he's lost acceleration. Um, so he also gave an interview recently where he spoke about his his mental, uh, physical exhaustion. When you think about the fact that straight after his injury, he played like sixty games or something like that, like um, mm-hmm. which in a way is a credit to him that because normally when you're coming back from that kind of ACL injury. Usually, it takes a while for you to be able to continue playing. You pick up a hamstring injury here, groin injury there, but yeah. Anyway, in general, uh, Liverpool are just a mess. You'd never know which team's going to step um, show up. One week, Cody Gakpo looks amazing. Next week, he looks like Bambi on ice. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure it's you. It's a weird, weird team this year, Liverpool. Yeah, it's um, they need reinforcements badly, desperately, um, desperately, especially in centre mid. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, even with the loss, you can't completely. I mean, you can't count them out of their their top four challenges. They're not that far back, but it's just the uh, the inconsistency must be extremely frustrating for Liverpool fans but for us you know eh, just keep it coming let's go yeah keep it rolling looking, I mean looking at the for Bournemouth they've managed to get off the bottom with that uh, with that win and results elsewhere they're up to 18th now they're tied on points with West Ham and Leicester who are 17th and 16th respectively it's a it's tight down there. Their goal difference is obviously not great, but oh, yeah, you know yeah. it's 
it keeps swinging back and forth wildly in the relegation fight, and I, for one, am all for it. Yeah, that goal difference is like minus twenty six. That's almost like a point right there. It, uh, pretty it's much, a, it's yeah. an it's an it's like a negative point five for them. <laughs> um, but yeah, relegation battle is uh, is there's there's a the good nine teams involved in that right now, so um, it's spicy, and I am all for it. You guys remember we predicted to go down? I feel like Bournemouth and Southampton were one. Um, Bournemouth, Bournemouth for sure. Southampton. For sure, across the I think uh, so, some of us must have predicted Forest. I did. I had Forest. Um, I don't know that I had Forest. I think I had Everton, but I'm not sure now. Yeah. I'm sure that's easy to to uh, check back on, but um, I know Bournemouth was unanimous for sure across the board. Yeah. Pretty sure Southampton was as well. But, um, yeah, lots of teams not safe. Uh, it's spe- spe- certainly spicy down there. But, yeah, uh, were you about to do my uh, transition yeah. for me for the next game? <laughs> All right. Speaking of teams that aren't safe, mm-hmm. uh, Southampton picked up a point away to Man United in a game where the bigger... T- I mean, it was a for a nil-nil. Like, if you're going to play a nil-nil... This is the kind of nil-nil you want to play. Uh, but the bigger talking point is Casemiro getting sent off around the half-hour mark, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. Now, I think he's unlucky to get a red card. His foot his foot does come in high on the ball, yeah. but rolls off the ball, catches Alcaraz in the shin. Um, I don't generally have an issue with getting a red for that. It seemed unintentional. I don't think he intended to hurt Alcaraz. He was pretty distraught on the pitch, Casemiro, after he got sent off. But my concern with it is just the inconsistency from game to game. Because, um, I, mean, we'll, we, I don't know if we'll talk about it during the Chelsea game review, but Ricardo Pereira put in a much worse challenge on João Felix the day before and didn't even get a yellow. Nothing. And then that happens to us, and Casemiro gets a red. I just, like, the consistency across games is maddening, but I know that asking for consistency in Premier League refereeing is also just screaming into the void at this point. So, yeah, I rest my Casemiro. That was a bad one. That was Boy, pretty bad, no. even by my standards. I, I was, was trying to rough. think, where are you going with that pun? Where is what's? Because <laughs> Kase oh is uh, spelt like case. Yeah. No, we, Look, we I'm, get I'm, it. On, I'm on. I'm on one hour. Le- I know. Damn. I'm on one hour less asleep. I expect better from myself. I apologize to you. I apologize uh, well, I don't. <laughs> I don't expect better from you, but okay. Wow. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on the red card, but I know. I was. I get it. Like, he, if you if you're going and jumping and you're you know, like that, and you're putting your studs up from the ground in any way, like, you're giving yourself... You're yeah, you're risking it. it. You're risking and that's it, right? that's on Kashmiro. I just thought, you know what, it's a very unlucky red card, like you said, because if his, if his foot doesn't bounce off the ball, we're literally never mentioning this challenge. Like, we're not even thinking about it, right? It's And he barely, like, he made contact, but it was barely contact, so the player was okay. But I get it. You know what? It's a red card. I get it. Yeah, he made decent contact, <laughs> contact me. But uh, look, I think it's an easy one when you're over the ball and you catch the shin. It's generally supposed to be a red because you're out of control. 
Um, Andre Marina, I think, was a bar official for this one, um, as he was for the Chelsea for the Chelsea game. Uh, like you said, there were a couple of calls in that game that he might have gotten some flack for, so he was probably on alert for this game, which is unfortunate because you want consistency. But um, yeah. my, my favorite part of this game was um, Anthony going up to Casemiro and saying, I will win this game for you. Don't worry, mate. <laughs> I will win this game for you. Um, uh, spoiler alert, he did not win this game for my United. Um, in fact, I think he was subbed off 10 minutes later. Uh, Anthony, mate, if you're listening, mm. you are not that uh, That is That is incorrect. Okay. That is a blatantly incorrect statement. Oh, so he did win? Oh, you're talking about subbed off? It was, it was uh, the subbed off. Yeah, Vekhorst was subbed off for McTominay. Uh, when was Anthony subbed off? Like... Later. Um, 70th minute. Okay, so he had time to win it, and he couldn't. So yeah, good on you, mate. Um, Anthony, you are not that guy. I'm. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he's listening to you, Tony. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he's listening to you. Um, um, I'm looking at the United lineup, and uh, just as you know, you had Rashford, you had Vegas, you had Sancho, Fernandez, Anthony. Oh, we played one central midfielder all and, game, yeah. and it contributed to the chaos. Like we, had, Casemiro was our only center mid for this game because we're like, it's Southampton. We're gonna go. Honestly, if it was eleven v eleven, I think we would have smashed them because ten v eleven, it was pretty even. I think eleven v eleven I, I, would have had. It. I'm just more wondering um, from the but, Liverpool game. Uh, Fred was dropped, and who yeah. else? Who else was dropped from that uh, starting lineup? Because Sancho Dalo, didn't play, right? Dalo, Dalo was dropped. And Dalo. Dalo was dropped. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just yeah because we were talking about last week and like you know this is the week where you know we may see. A message or some changes, and I don't really think we saw. Well, well that was I mean, no if you look, no, if you look, if you look at our Europa League game in midweek, he played the exact same starting lineup that he did against Liverpool. Essentially, the message is go out there and show that you know that's a one-off performance. Go make amends, and it, they played well in the Europa League game, one-four-one. So I don't know. Mm, I'm not okay. gonna bash any of the players who played and are a man down. And I mean, we had chances. So did Southampton. In fairness, Theo Walcott. Oh my God, is rubbish. He is so bad at football at this moment in time that it's unbelievable. Like the one thing he had, the one thing he was good at was he could run fast, and he can't even do that anymore. What? the The biggest chance that Southampton had was when he was in behind, one on one. I was watching with my Southampton supporting buddy Addison. And he was on his feet, and then he saw there was Walcott in behind, and he sat back down. You know, it, was, yeah, he... it wasn't even his pace as much, but it was just his, I think it's his second touch that just yeah, takes exactly. us so far away at why that screws his finish. If he just kept it well, more central. Shit. No, I think he has, I think he has to go across, I think it's Varane that's recovering. He has to go across, th- or is it Martinez? Was, I, can't remember. I can't remember. It was Martinez, I think. Yeah, he has to go across the yeah. defender there. Yeah. Um, uh, like just. I mean, the him. fact that Martinez is recovering from like twenty meters behind Walcott is a damning indictment of where Walcott's pace is now. I don't know that that's a pace issue. I don't think it matters uh, at that point because. Well, then it's a skill issue. Well, yeah, and that's something that I don't issue. think. Uh, I think it's a bit of both, but I don't know. Walcott never. 
never really been a big fan of his, and that just justified. I was shocked that they left him on the pitch as long as they did. Well, he's the only one that gives them threat in behind, like I said. No, there's no point. There's no point of threat in behind if he's not a threat. Didn't he almost... He can run in behind all the... He's not a threat. So you leave who on? Shea Adams? I would take take an Adam. I would have taken Walcott off when Adams came off. They took off... um, I forget who was playing um, left wing for them. I'm blanking on his name. Suleimana. Suleimana. They Leave have, him on instead. Who, I don't think you realize that their team sucks. <laughs> you look at the rest of the no, bench. I know that I know that their team sucks, but I'm saying Walcott is the worst of them. I don't know. I don't think you've been watching, mate. Um, you know, yeah, you know. I, I don't think there's any attacker on that. I team watched. That's I watched. Good. I watched like yeah. I watched that game uh, yesterday, and I'll tell you, man, I'm with Walcott. Is the worst of them. I'm with Tony in this, but I'm surprised that there you haven't mentioned the absolute blatant handball. Um, oh, I was. Oh, you're going to it. Okay. I, the fact that there wasn't a VAR review on the uh, Bella Kochap handball, like I haven't seen like a replay. There was a VAR review. A it just didn't go in your favor. Yeah, there was. It just didn't go in your favor. Oh, they did review. It was oh. a very quick one. If there was, interesting. Yeah. But sure. I'm sorry. That's sure. That's that's fine. a but clear I, as day handball right there. Sure. Sure. Clear as day. That's yeah. Fine. yeah. Damn. Uh, Tony, you got any of those hats lying around? <laughs> any of those tinfoil hats? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got plenty, mate. Got plenty. <laughs> He's got plenty for his uh, <laughs> yeah. his followers, you know. <laughs> We're growing every week. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, a whole rehaul is needed of the officials they are genuinely rubbish but yeah anyway yeah um let's uh hey let's let's move on tommy's been itching to get to this leicester one chelsea three uh we already mentioned the challenge on joao felix that uh should have also been a red but um chelsea is scoring goals they're winning games hey last week you said enjoy that one goal because that's your goal of the month and the only goal is scoring and look at these boys they they came out to prove is they're wrong look at tommy right he went to stamford bridge and he pinned it on the wall he's like this is what usair is saying we've got go out there and shut this guy up yeah we've got three yeah. we've got three premier goals so far in march to choose from for our goal this season so you got four, we got four, got four. Oh, well, look at that yeah. Uh, oh yeah that's right wow Tommy's trying to that's take goals oh, yeah. away from Chelsea <laughs> um, and you know what the Havertz one Felix hit the post I mean, again yeah. at this point he, he's gotta be the most unlucky like he could easily have had like five goals we could be talking about oh, how I was gonna say, oh, I was gonna say at this point it's bad finishing but okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say unlucky because like yeah. we could be talking about Felix yeah. with a you know a super hot start to the season if you know these just are like an inch either direction, but um, yeah, that's what yeah. I said. Bad finishing. Bad finishing. Okay, we can leave it at that. But uh, I thought I thought you know he's definitely looked good. Havertz has looked really yeah. good this these past couple of weeks, um, and especially in the Champions League where we got we got the win over Dortmund when he was instrumental in the. Yeah, he was excellent. In way, yeah. He was genuinely yeah, excellent. Yeah. Terrible penalty. Um I think that was lucky. Um I don't like that Chelsea gets to encroach and the Dortmund players are just supposed to watch them encroach. 
but it's yeah, a it's the bullshit it's a bullshit down. rule i agree um and but the ref followed by the rules so he did what he had to do uh there needs to be a rules change probably on that one um uh, but yeah no i mean you know i will say uh one thing i will say about potter is he in all the trouble you know that really bad spell that we had he didn't i don't think he ever really blamed the players in his press conference he was you know he oh what did it say again tommy he, he's not it's graham potter i'm sorry who's he, he if he starts blaming the players he's trying to get sacked yeah, yeah but this, this is like my point this have, is my point doesn't have the status this is my point he's like he could yeah. have been like eh, you know so and so let us down or you do this and that but i'm just i'm just going by the press conference here you know he didn't he kept it blame to himself blame yeah he blamed injuries he blamed a big squad that sort of thing and i kind of feel i'm just you know that i could be way off base but i feel like maybe the players but like hey listen this guy is you know taking the heat he's not blaming us and you know maybe things you know maybe they're they backed a bit more now or i don't know maybe something's going on the training ground but i feel like having that stance at the press conference where like he's back in this player support. We're going to turn things around. Maybe they fed off that a little bit. Um, Cause our performances, mm. I will say our performances in the last couple of weeks been better. We, I mean, I wouldn't say this game. I think there's a simple explanation. Well, we that. just, we, I have a scoring. He's, that's it. He's, no, he's just finally decided to play a back three, which everyone's been saying for months. Um, because since he switched to it, I think you've been winning, no? I mean, yeah, it's been a, it's been a good change yeah. in system, and we've. I mean, when you, when you play Kulabali in a back three, and when you play Kukurea in like in, in a, you know, as a wing back, that's their natural spots. You know what I mean? It's it's where they, Kukurea or like I mean, in a back in a back three, like they're naturally meant to play in those spots, right? Yeah. I think they just have people to cover for well, that. Hey, that's well, yeah, that exactly. that's good. They, yeah, they're not good. It's, it's the same. It's the same way how Maguire looks more confident well, in the back three. You don't you have people th- to cover for you, but hey, it's uh, Chelsea Havertz a little momentum. Yeah, now. I mean we're our our. You're in really bad form. This our, time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a lot better than the first one. No, if, we've, if I think so. we've uh, we've woken up. Yeah. We've woken well, up. Well, listen, mm-hmm. we um, right. we're just gonna glance over that one because it's pretty poor, um, but. We uh, we're, we're just like Jean Felix. Is uh, it'll it'll improve. Um, but um, look, listen, we're solidly when he's, at, when he's back in Spain. Yeah, sure. exactly. Right, he's just got some like training training here. Uh, it's just it's positive now. It's right. just and positive. We're in the Champions League uh, quarterfinals now, and uh, that's that's our make or break of our season right there. We're not we're not getting out of this mid table, but it's nice to see performances improve. I don't think we were any good defensively. But it was really helped by Leicester being even more shit than us. Um, Faiz, red card Faiz. So I'm going to go and say worst defender in the league. Um, and uh, Leicester just terrible defensively. Yeah. Rubbish, rubbish defense, rubbish goalkeeper. Yeah, sounds about right. Le- Leicester are really just. Um... They just have a lovely lineage. Yeah. <laughs> terrible centre backs, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> 
Ever since they got that magical season out of uh, Robert Huth and Wes Morgan, they're just like, this is the price we're going to pay now. We're going to have one shit center back at all times. Yeah, from Maguire to Soyuncu to now to Faiz, it's a, it's a string of terribleness. But anyways, should we go to the next game? And I mean, you, I mean, you did briefly mention oh. Danny Ward and... I don't know how he's still starting for them. They don't have anyone well. else, do they? Oh, I like, do. They're back. Yeah. They don't have anyone <laughs> else. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they they should go down just for that. Honestly, like he he's pointing on that chill walk, or he's pointing somewhere, forgetting to do his freaking job. It's like save the ball, man. It's not that. Uh, whatever. It's, yeah, a decent but, strike from Chilwell, but like nineteen out of twenty goalies in the league have that easy. You know, I wonder he um, how many clean sheets does he have this season? I think he's kind of uh, he's up there with a few compared to other keepers. Yeah, he had he had a weird run yeah. just before the World Cup where he kept like three or four clean sheets in a row, and he was sitting on my fantasy bench ah. the entire time. Dirt cheap. I was just staring at him, being like, yeah. "I don't trust this." He has. He's right got six clean this. sheets, which uh, puts him a, uh, you know, above a few keepers here and there. What? But no, either way. Yeah, he's a he's eleventh. Um, yeah. All right, Fulham nil, Arsenal three. Uh, is this where I can tune out for a bit? Go get a drink of water while Tony croons. Yeah, no, no, not too much to say. I was actually. Pretty surprised at how poor Fulham yeah. were. Um, yeah. I know they were missing. I, I expected a lot. I expected a lot more from them, at least defensively, because yeah. they've been quite solid this season. Yeah, um, the fullbacks who have been a big strength of theirs, they really struggled on the day. Uh, Tete and Robinson. Uh, Robinson was lucky to get away with um, his own goal. VAR kind of overturned that, but Arsenal have generally been really good away from home. Actually, we've been. We've been more serene away from home, other than that Villa game where we kind of lost our minds. Um, I think we've only dropped points three times away from home this season. I kept a lot of clean sheets on the road, so it's a big strength. Uh, I think Trossard's been the signing of the January window, honestly. Uh, he's been transformed. Disrespect to Val Feghorst. I will not stand for it. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's he's kind of retransformed our attack again um, because he's helped us get Martinelli back. He's made the attack a lot more fluid. I mean, Eddie Nketiah did a really good job uh, before he got injured, but it was a lot more static with him as a lone, as a really solid focal point instead of the fluid focal point that we have now. So I enjoy these wins. We needed a win, a calm, a really calm win. Um, not the madness of Forrest, or was it Forrest? I or think your, uh, <laughs> I think your blood pressure needed the calmness. Yeah, well, their blood pressure needs the calmness too. You can't just dip into the emotional well every single week. You know, you need to refill it at some point. Um, so yeah, really nice win. Could have been six. We started messing around at two nil. I was actually getting pretty pissed off at that point until we made it three. Um, yeah, hat-trick of assists for Trossard in the first half. Um, I think the first player to ever do that away from home. Uh, yeah, all-round yeah. brilliant. They looked, brilliant game. They looked nice extremely confident. 
Yeah, the fact that I have very little to say about this um, says how comfortable Arsenal were. Yeah. More of that, please. More of that. Oh, we do... We play... um, Who do we play next week? We play Crystal Palace at home next week. If we win that game... Oh, man. If we win that game, oh, we go. Palace to... can't put a yeah. Palace can't put a shot on target, so you might win it. Yeah, we might. Um, if we win that game, we go eight points clear of Man City going into the international break because they don't play until oh, after. They're, they've got an FA Cup game, don't they? Yeah, they do. So, and I think their next game is actually Liverpool at home. Now, what Liverpool is going to turn up? Who knows? But uh, puts a bit of pressure on them. The I think the point split for Liverpool is that they're shit beyond shit away from home, but they're quite good at Anfield. Um, so that puts a lot of pressure on City if that happens. And I mean, speaking of City, um, they actually did just play Palace. They won one 0 thanks to an Erling Haaland penalty in the second half. But I mean, like I just said earlier, no shots on target in three games. You think you'd accidentally? put one on target at some point just a gentle like rolling shot into the keeper's hands or something like that or, or like a goalie that's clearance a, that goes close to the net <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah like a you, punt you get a, like a flick on or something yeah. i don't know someone takes a crack from 40 yards it doesn't have well, to be a good shot what just, better time oh, to God, do it against something on target that's i mean three full what games what better time to do against arsenal next week embarrassing. anyone that's starting jordan iu regularly with the talent thank that you is available thank you uh, thank v- you Vieira needs someone to, else gets it he he needs to answer some questions because he's struggling right now um yeah i don't know what's going on there is isn't getting enough games he's one of their best players it's a bit strange for me but yeah um city struggled in this one by the way how they missed a sitter game. too in this um, one another one pounce. yeah he, he did, yeah. Alvarez missed a chance. Yeah, that penalty, which Gundogan won, I would say. He was very, very clever in the way he won it after Olise went to sleep. Yeah. Um, it's the kind of win you get when you're experienced, you know, at this time of mm. season. Uh, smart win for City, but Palace, they're not safe, eh? They're right in the thick of it. That relegation they battle. have been they've been pulled into it now yeah. because what they're they haven't won in their last five games they've only picked up three points in those five and what think, they're three points above the relegation zone yeah yeah they're yeah not safe I mean, if you if you look at their goal difference like they've got a worse goal difference than West Ham who are seventeenth yeah like, it's not good their goal difference isn't a weakness though. It's more... It's not. It's like middle of the road, yeah. kind of. But it... it's just pointing out that they're not... They're like, they don't attack. eight points between them and Aston Villa, who are in 11th. Like, eight points is a pretty sizable gap. They're just one off being the worst attack in the league. And with the talent that they have at their disposal, that's pretty bad. I don't know what's gone. What's gone wrong? Because we were praising Vieira last season for the free-flowing attacking football. Like, what's changed? Well, is, it, is the lack of Conor Gallagher doing that much? To be fair, um, this always happens with Vieira. Everywhere it goes, he starts pretty well, and then he kind of fizzles out. I guess um, 
I don't know if it's tactical. There's nothing special tactical that tactically that he's doing, right? That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of they don't press high, they don't play in the mid block. Um, I'm not quite sure what their style of play is. Uh, it's supposed to be counterattacking, I guess. But yeah, it's it's concerning. And worst of all, worst of all, it's Jordan fucking Ayu. Ah uh, yes, yeah. Yeah, you'd think he'd get a shout out. Useless, useless. Of all people, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's uh, he's probably blocking every single shot of theirs that does go on target. He's bad at football. <sighs> Let's move on. Spurs 3, Forest 1. I mean, Andre Ayu didn't do much better because he missed a penalty late on in this one. Yep. But um, comfortable win for Spurs. Kind of blew Forest out of the water early on. Would have been earlier, but uh, Richarlison... After um, he and Conte went back and forth in press conferences this week, uh, scored his first Premier League goal for Spurs and took off his shirt to celebrate. And then it was offside. An exact sequence that had already happened once before this season. <laughs> At least he had the sense to not take off his shirt. Uh, no, yeah, he did not this one. Oh, did he not? I thought he took off his shirt again. No, he didn't do uh, it twice. Disappointing. Uh, but, um, yeah. He's he's having. He had a couple of assists this he game. Yeah, he was good. I thought he was Spurs' best player this game. Did he have? Oh, he yeah, was fired up for it. Winning penalties. Uh, he earned the penalty. I give it to him, and he set up Sun for Sun's goal. Yeah, I think he had a he had a good good uh, outing. I'd say. I thought he was he was pretty decent for Spurs. Mm, yeah, he was. Yeah, no. He's decent. It's just hilarious. Um, I too agree with Antonio Conte and uh, Richarlison's assessment that um, he's having a shit season. Pretty like, much, yeah, yeah. I think word for word, yeah. I think that's uh, that's or, what he said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, Tottenham. Anything else to say about them? I mean, the entire the Conte stuff is starting to become a bit of a farce right now. Like, he's so, trying so hard to get fired. He's saying all this shit in the press. Like, the man just wants his uh, payout. Yeah, it's nice to see yeah. him back. At least he's back and you know what? Kane, Kane's got two goals. He's now at the 20 yeah. in the league, um, which we would probably be talking about a bit more if it was for Howland. Um, but, yeah, he's... Uh, He's still flowing with goals. So it'd be interesting to see if uh, he's still at Spurs next season or not. Um, you hope he stays. Yeah. I hope he stays there, man. I really do. Yeah. But <laughs> he should spend his entire career winning nothing like an idiot. He should stay there. Yeah. Don't know what he's still doing there. It's like, come on. You're better than that. But maybe he's not. Maybe he's just, you know. Maybe he's just. It's Spurs. in the blood, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's it. Anyway, I. Yeah. Oh, you, wait, you know what? You know, like, you, what do you guys think? I heard, game, I heard some we rumors. Still shit on them. Oh, that's right, yeah. They that's crushed right. out of the Champions League. They did, right? so, I was, what, what are you, I've yeah. been hearing, uh, reading some stuff about potentially um, Spurs looking to replace Yaris with Pickford next season. Um, I hope it happens. That's, that's just oh, the I most Spurs thing. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible signing. Uh, why why do will, people keep thinking that Pickford is I just want to see good? it. Yeah. England's I number don't one. It. England's number one. Yeah. He's at best the third 
goalie for England. Like he, as he should at best be the third goalie for England behind Ramsdale and Pope. Yep. But um yeah, I hope it happens, mm-hmm. you know. Pickford gets his big move. Spurs, 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 listen to me. Come, sit down. No, Do you want to have a chat? Is this a cry for help? Don't listen to it. Like, I'm here. I like come sit down with me. Talk to me. You're the only other big six team. <laughs> nah, I do hate you, but you know I don't hate you as much as the rest of the big six teams. There's but a, there's a reason for have that. A, have a talk. Come come chat with me. Mm. My my DMs are open. My door is open. Um, well, speaking desperate. of big six, might be a uh, big seven soon. Um, Newcastle beat Wolves two one. Got back to winning ways in the league. Um, yeah, goals for uh, Isak and Almiron in this one, and um, yeah, maybe kickstart their uh, top four challenge again, which has been flagging a little bit since the uh, since the January transfer window ended. Yeah, the goal they conceded was bizarre. Uh, Newcastle it's just yeah. terrible from uh, Trippier and and uh, what's his name, Nick Pope. I don't know what they're doing there. Well, I think it's mostly on Trippier. Um, he should just leave it. Well, he he completely right he path. completely slips. Yeah, yeah. It's a strange one. He slips. Yeah. Do so, I get a fantasy? You're lucky for he's it? not get the own goal for yeah, it. If you want it, own, own I would goal, love own it. Yeah, no, he did get an assist though in this game, so he made up for it. Yeah, yeah. He did for uh, Isaac. Yeah, uh, really nice free kick. Good header by Isaac. Um, yeah, Newcastle were the better team. Uh, Almiron came off the bench with a point to prove. Yeah, they were on the first streak, yeah. or something like that. They've not. They've been uh, struggling. Yeah, they've been. Struggling. Yeah, that is their first one in five. Yeah, they've been struggling, so they really needed this. Um, with Liverpool starting to breathe down their necks, and uh, yeah, they're what? Yeah, they're actually it's still in a good position to make top four. Yeah. At yeah, the they have a couple of games in hand on Spurs. They're four points behind them. Um, they have a game in hand on Liverpool. They're two points ahead of them. So if they get, if this is like them fixing their form now, then they're still in a good spot. Yeah, yeah, they might have a bit of a tricky. Yeah, actually, their road is not that bad. So, yeah, they do have that playoff against Tottenham. So that would be interesting. But, uh, oh, Tottenham in a big game. We know how that goes. <laughs> Still shooting on Spurs. I love it. Yeah. Uh, um, another big result was Everton beating Brentford one 0 at Goodison Park. Uh, Dwight McNeil, like within I think the first five minutes or so, um, within just a lovely finish for the goal, and yeah, big win for Sean Dyche's boys. Um, they are up to 15th in the table. 25, I mean, only one point above the relegation zone. But they do have seven points from their last five games, which at that end of the table... You know, it's funny because uh, we, were, we were saying last yeah. week how we were like, boy, that one win over Arsenal was really flattering uh, Sean Dyche and Everton. And then next week happens, and look, they beat Brentford, who... Brentford actually away from home. I'm a bit wrong, but I thought they're, they've been pretty good away from home this season. Um, oh, I'm going to be honest, Tommy. Were we saying that last oh, week? Oh, yeah, maybe was lost. that bit of the yeah, recording lost to the ether. The, the, that famous loss recording. Yeah. 
Um, but and, uh, but Bradford, Bradford away from yeah, home have 100%. been a decent side. So Everton um, winning this game is uh, definitely a, a, a pretty big upset. Um, but they they ran they outran them. Um, I thought Iwobi was well. Iwobi was pretty good. Onana has always looked solid for Everton whenever I've seen him. Iwobi is quietly having a very good season. Seven assists. Even when Lampard was there, yeah. he was. Probably Everton's best player up there with O'Neill. Yeah, that's a good yeah, return. This and... season, which is decent. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Dwight McNeil scored bef- in the first minute of this game. Was it in the first minute? Yeah, okay. I think so. It was another fast start. Um, Look, I'm just saying, Sean Dyche's wins uh, come when his Burnley boy scores. Tarkovsky against Arsenal. Dwight McNeil uh, yesterday or day before yesterday. So. <laughs> Score first, park the bus. That's the Burnley way, right? So, yeah. I I hope Dice keeps him up. I like him. Um, the other scores from around the league: uh, Leeds drawing two two with Brighton. Uh, I believe Jack Harrison scored in at either end in this one. Yeah, always fun. He had a nice goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a yeah, strange he one. Nice he he used the wrong foot or something on that own goal. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And then West Ham drew 1-1 with Aston Villa, uh, keeping themselves out of the relegation zone for now, um, and putting Bournemouth back in. So, honestly, a decent weekend. Oh, I I will say that I think Ollie Watkins scored yet again. He's, he's in, he's in yeah, I was going to say, he, he did score, right but he now. also he like should have scored, scored more. He's, he's missed his fair share. Um, also, West Ham uh, decided uh, we're going to drop Fabianski um, and see how things go from there, and, and no no change. So um, I don't think it's the goal. <laughs> I mean, they picked, up, they picked up a point, so... Maybe they were right to drop. Well, yeah, Fabianski's no been change. making good saves good as well. Save it's Watkins. not a goalkeeping <laughs> issue, just... if that's what uh, David Moyes thinks. It's, it's far from that. They need to sort out their goal scoring. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy. Was he injured? Uh, injured? I don't know. I, I, he, he played last week, so or I feel is, like... Was he uh, just dropped? I mean, it might be an injury, but um, yeah, I'm not sure. Is he injured? Okay. okay. Players can get injured between games, wow, Tommy. Damn, yeah, Jesus. fractured uh, Jesus. cheekbone and eye socket. So don't worry. Your Polish know. I have a way. When did that happen? Not sure. Don't worry, Tommy. He's I don't rubbish remember. anyway. I don't remember the challenge or something like that. That happened. Uh, hmm. Two right, weeks ago. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, during their win against Forest, so you've not been paying attention, my friend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. he's retired so from Polish national, national team. So national he doesn't even know when their keeper gets hurt. Mm. Then that's probably it's a good thing for Poland, really. Kibio um, had a disastrous debut, by the way. He was shocking for us uh, against Sporting. One to watch. <laughs> I'll yeah. be surprised if he doesn't play again this season. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, it was a. I mean, generally, just good games across the Premier League um, mm-hmm. this uh, this weekend. Just not not a particularly bad one to watch. I and the, and Liverpool. A fan of Crystal Palace. Um, but you know, if you're looking for analysis of, the, oh no, that was great to watch. 
Um, if you were looking for analysis of them, one place you wouldn't be able to get that is Match of the Day. Because uh, the BBC decided that they wanted to tussle with Gary Lineker over a tweet Lineker made criticizing um, how the government was treating refugees. And the language that the government used in, when talking about refugees. Mm. Uh, the BBC apparently asked him to take the tweet down. And apologize. Um, and apologize. Yep. Lineker said, no, I have a right to express my opinion. Um, and, I mean, Lineker, who's more left-leaning, and the BBC, which is run by, um, I would say right-leaning, but that's a bit, that's not far-leaning enough for what their their um, current head is. Um, the BBC took offense to that and pulled Lineker from Match of the Day, and the dominoes started to fall. Every single presenter that has ever been on Match of the Day in the last 10 years, pretty much, ruled themselves out from hosting duties or analysis duties. You had commentators for games saying, oh, we won't be doing the Match of the Day commentary this week. Um, you had clubs saying, we're not going to be giving the BBC any post-game interviews this week. Um, it doesn't seem right considering the situation. And the BBC has just in spectacular fashion fumbled this. Yeah, the BBC have been puppets for the government for a while now. Um, this whole idea that media is supposed to be independent of any, you know, any party doesn't seem to apply in the UK. Um, should I be saying allegedly for all this? Yeah, whatever. I think allegedly. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll toss it allegedly in there, yeah. cover our tracks in case uh, someone from the BBC is listening to this. Yeah, but it's pretty well known that they're, they're pawns for the government. They use them to get their message out drive narratives um there's a whole political debate about what's going on in the uk right now as far as the um well let's talk about the well as far as their i'm trying to choose my language um carefully here yeah i know but I know. yeah as far as their views on how refugees should be dealt with um yeah the whole incident surrounding because there was a conversation, I think I posted it in the chat with um, mm -hmm. John Barnes. He was having a political debate. He generally has a lot of good things to say. Um, yeah, I think a lot of the issues is that there's not enough diversity in the places that matter in the UK. And unfortunately, it means that they don't see everybody the same way, which is what Lineker mm -hmm. was trying to point out because... When he made a political statement ahead of the Qatar World Cup, nobody said anything. BBC were fine yep. with that. It aligned with their views. Suddenly, he's making another claim as far as the UK is concerned. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're a football pundit. Stay out of politics, man. It's like, first of all, he doesn't work for the BBC. He's just, he's an independent contractor, right? Like, uh, yep. he made sure of that. And... Um, Gives him freedom to say what he likes. He has already, I believe yeah. he's been reinstated, right, Tommy? He uh, has. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that didn't end well for the BBC. They just look really stupid. Um, I'm glad there was solidarity across the board because I think it was really, it's really important to, you know, defend your rights to free speech because that old debacle was nonsense. Um, yeah. 
Uh, I mean, we ended up getting uh, Ian Wright and Alan Shearer on the Fubo TV thing. So I was just like, oh, they, they were there on the Sunday, and I was like, oh, this is. Uh, that's why they were there. I mean, you get you get you get right uh, sometimes, but uh, I don't think I'd seen Shearer on it before. I was like, hey, I'm not opposed to this. Mm. Yeah, uh, football coverage actually sucks in the UK, which is a whole it's separate. Terrible. Yeah, it's a separate. It's, it's shocking that it's shocking that Canada gets better uh, Premier League coverage than the UK. Oh, I, th- I think between like TV I, blackouts and I think every country. Every, I mean, like everywhere else, yeah. everywhere else gets better coverage than the UK. Like having stuff not just being on one channel and having these TV blackouts in the UK where people can't actually see the games. Like, United versus Southampton was not on TV. Nope. It's ridiculous that uh, fans fans who aren't in the stadium don't have the option to watch it at home or at a pub or something like that without going to illegal streams. And then they wonder why people go and do that. And to cap it all off, they have crazy high ticket prices. It's... Yeah. Yeah. I... Yeah. If you, well, if I had, can of worms, yeah. we, uh, we, we would need more time yeah, to exactly. really delve into <laughs> yeah, that. Exactly. We might, maybe we should do that next week or something. Yeah. But um, the other thing we want to chat about, um, UEFA Tommy, drug by, knew it. Been up to some nonsense again. He was right. Uh, <laughs> we were talking. Yeah. We were talking about. Uh, we were talking he was about right. Criminal. He tried to tell us. <laughs> he tried yeah. to tell us. It's a fucking disgrace. Yeah. <laughs> he tried to tell us. I, I listened, I listened, Didier, um, yeah, you look at all the decisions, it makes you wonder, Champions League final in 2006, they score a couple of offside goals against us, wasn't called, <laughs> Van Persie gets sent off for well, I think, striking the ball afterwards. I think officially, you know, the um, so many decisions. What, what's happened is they are under investigation for payments made to the former vice president of the like the Spanish uh, or La Liga's refereeing committee. I don't think there's anything with U- ties with the UEFA, but I'm not like I would not be surprised if there is something that hasn't been discovered yet. We know exactly. Yeah. But that this. We know. Yeah. This we one know. just involves <laughs> um, you, you know La Liga's uh, former vice president of uh, of refereeing, um, and they made I guess they received like. Um, Seven million dollars from Barcelona between two thousand and well, maybe one and two thousand eighteen. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure there's there's probably more money involved there. Um, but now I think the latest news is that Real Madrid is looking at uh, pressing charges also. Yeah. So this mm-hmm. is going to get very interesting. Um, and I wonder if uh, yeah. I wonder if this will be you know something that will. Um, be settled relatively quickly or if it's going to be dragged out and you know i would love to see it be hilarious because barca right now we're leading la liga if they were to get a points deduction this season that would be absolutely fantastic i would love to see it do they <laughs> have the money to pay a fine <laughs> like, they'll, they'll, point... they'll sell off they'll sell off another bit of media rights <laughs> there is the nothing fine. left to sell there is like there's nothing left to sell. They sold off their stadium name rights. They've sold off. I their... can uh, well. They banked on progressing out of the Champions League group mm-hmm. stage, 
which they did it and they probably would have would have bang okay if we don't do that yeah. we'll, we'll make it far in europe which they did it so they're not making any money from europe which is severely denting their prospecting uh you know what they put in for their um those uh whatever you call them what were they doing levers yeah that's it yeah yeah levers levers we're pulling levers talking yep yep you don't get much for winning La Liga, and at this um, point, they might not I'd, even win it. I'd gone yeah, so wrong, so. so long, without hearing the word lever again. I was, I was so happy. It's Can back. they even pull it? How many more levers will yeah. be pulled this but summer? They'll find a way. To, yeah. yeah, no. Couldn't have happened to a better team, but like, guys, this, there's no shock in this. I think we all knew. Look, what I'm saying is... Take away their Champions Leagues, give them to the teams that they beat in the finals. I think Tony would be happy. I would be happy. Tommy, you'd exist. Um, Pep would have no Champions Leagues. Yeah. Oh. Well, we'll catch an earful from City fans for that, then. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But. Yeah, there's definitely one to keep an eye on because this. The ramifications could... Uh, I don't expect it to be sorted out quickly, but the ramifications could be quite huge if it um, if they Man. don't, you know, slide a bit more money under the table. I'm just saying, if you hear Barcelona pull a lever but with, not uh, sign you a know, player, like, I, With all this shit with Barcelona, how is this club uh, going to exist in a few years? Like, I just... They're falling apart. I just don't see it. Like, any other club, like, they're, they're done. They're in liquidation. They're whatever. They're gone. But uh, we'll see how Barcelona figures this out. They'll figure it out. They, they'll get relegated and come they're, back up. Their their Basically. brand name is too big to go under completely. Yeah. It's just like Juve, um, right? Juve went under. Yeah, we've had no updates uh, on the uh, further trials so, uh, on yeah. uh, Juventus's um, str- uh, outfield struggles. So. Damn. No wonder all they the, want it so bad. These, eh? uh, all these Super League clubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they need the money. Let's talk about desperation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think that covers just about everything we had to talk about today. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 442. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Wow. Toss us the five star ratings, all you that just gonna... lovely stuff. Um, sorry, Tony. You were no, saying? PC. No, no, no. I was just uh, Tony just wants to add a little, a little subscribe. Oh well, yeah. you're gonna like it because it's there. I don't like it's it. There, and we're not losing this. Like we're not losing this recording, so you're uh, gonna hear it again. Okay? Oh, uh, <laughs> we're not. Yeah, Tommy. Oh, yeah, God, no. yeah. Now I'm, Jesus uh, Christ! Now I'm, I'm worried now. <laughs> Thank yeah, you for joining me, Tony. <laughs> Thank you for joining me, Tony. Uh yeah. Uh, pleasure is always boys. Uh, enjoyed the chat. Tommy, Tommy, for the love of God, save it's this done. recording. No, Make no, sure no, you no, do no it comment. right. Yeah, yeah. No comment. Okay. No comment. Okay, that's that's concerning, um, listeners. Well, hopefully this episode comes out. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.